Welcome to a special Pop Goes the Culture podcast episode for Friday, November the 13th. It's Friday the 13th, and we are coming to you from our homes across the Midwest. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, I've got... We didn't practice. Go ahead, Kenny. We didn't practice. Uh, (laughs) K-Dub. Go ahead, Hawk. And I am Hawk with Fanatics and Fan. And a special guest joined us tonight. That'd be you, Derek. Oh, is that me? My bad. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is what happens when we don't. This is what happens when we don't practice these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we well, are. We're really good about that. I know because we're. I know it's my fault. Well, we are thrilled to have Derek with us tonight. He is the two-time, two-time Branson Comedian of the Year. Derek Zoo is. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah, we appreciate having you on tonight. It's uh, it's getting closer to Christmas. It is major award season. But it's a major award. So we're going to talk about your major award a little bit later on the show. But before we do that, we want to get into this week's episode because this is fun. Um, for me especially, growing up, there's always one thing that I look forward to every November. And it wasn't so much Thanksgiving. That just kind of happened. It was always the uh, WWE Survivor Series. It's the Dude, second only to war games. <laughs> What's that? Let me just put that out there. Second only to war games. Yeah, well, yeah, you know that was later on. Uh, but we uh, invited Derek to join us because I know Derek, you're a huge wrestling fan. You're a fan of podcasts. You're a fan of wrestling podcasts to put them together. And so yes, this, all the above. Yeah, absolutely. So this week we are hosting our own Survivor Series Fantasy Draft. Uh, here's kind of how this thing's going to work. Each of us is drafting a Survivor Series team. Um, in any order, you must draft one tag team, and it has to be a legit tag team, not like, well, they paired up in a dark match for, you know, Thunder back in July of, you know, whatever, <laughs> 1990. That, that's not a tag team. It's got to be a legit tag team. Four singles competitors, uh, at least one must be female. They can all be female if you want, um, but at least one must be a female wrestler. One manager, so that's going to give everybody, we're going to make six picks, you're going to end up with a team of seven individuals, um, and it is a draft, it's not a just go pick them. So once a person, a wrestler, a manager, a personality is taken, he or she cannot be picked by someone else. So for example, say somebody, let's say Hawk drafts Edge and Christian as a tag team, then neither Edge nor Christian can be drafted again by somebody else, either as a singles competitor or as part of any other tag team. Um, and, oh, we'll cut you. Just, you know that. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Edge, Edge and Christian, come on. I, well, I knew that's. I knew you were going to go there first, so I thought I'd go ahead and throw that. <laughs> uh, and uh, just to clarify, there is, for example, only one Mick Foley. If you draft uh, a Mick Foley character, you can let us know. Um, but if you draft Dude Love, nobody else is drafting Mankind, for example. So <laughs> one guy in the ring, he's not I wrestling. I feel like himself. somebody's cheating. No, nope. I'm just saying. 
It is a draft. We're going to do it serpentine style. Uh, so we'll whoever picks first in the first round will pick last in the even-numbered rounds. Uh, again, we'll be doing making six picks. Um, and again, any professional wrestler manager that is current, retired, dead, whatever, it doesn't matter if they've been in the ring, uh, they are eligible. And uh, we are going to assume when we talk a little bit later on about who has the best team, we're going to assume that each of them is performing at the top of their game. So if the top of their game was in 1983, cool. If it was in 2003, cool. Whatever the case might be, we're going to assume the best from each one of those. Is that fairly clear to everybody? Everybody cool with the rules? Yes, it is. You good? All right. If you uh, if we run into specific questions, uh, issues, whatever, we'll address them as they come up. The main thing here is to just... And of course, we'll blame it on Joey. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> The, the main thing, the, the main thing, is just to have fun. Uh, some good-natured ribbing is encouraged, as you can tell already. Um, <laughs> so, so there's really uh, just one question left. Uh, Are you ready? Everybody ready? Always. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! All right, we assigned a draft order using a random number generator before the show. Here is the draft order. Hawk, you will be picking first in the odd-numbered <laughs> rounds, which means you get the first pick. Derek will be picking second in the odd-numbered rounds. I will be picking third. Kenny, you are picking fourth in the odd-numbered rounds, which means you'll also be picking first in the even-numbered rounds. You can draft in any order you want. Um, I'll just kind of fill it in as we go, and then at the end, we'll kind of discuss and see who we think's got the best team and why. So you can uh, you can be as uh, flamboyant as you want to be in making your picks. Again, it's a professional wrestling draft, so have some fun with it, guys. Are you ready, Hawk, well, to make your first pick? Oh, go ahead. Kenny, always, always, oh. always. You, you, you forget. I am the general manager of what Aces Wrestling, so I'm always ready. I know you're ready. Hold on. I think Kenny had a question. What do you got, Kenny? Oh, no, no question. I was just laughing because the generator picked me fourth. I'm like, per usual. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Somehow you're always last in everything we do. I know. That's great. All right, Hawk. All right, Hawk, start us off. You're up, man. What do you got? So my first pick is a tag team. I, okay. they, are, they are my fellow Chicagoans. Um, you bastard! <laughs> Kenny's already mad at me. I, I recently, uh, the most disappointing part of 2020 for me was to realize that Animal was only an hour and a half for me for the last year. Yep, mm. an hour and a half away, ladies and gentlemen, from Chicago, Illinois. Weighing in at just under 750 pounds. I think you're just making Road that Road Warrior, up. Hawk. Road Warrior, <laughs> Animal. The Legion. Oh, dude. Hi, sucker. <laughs> I, I knew Kenny was going there first, so I'm glad you did that. I too was going to Awesome. So the Road they Warriors going to the tag team first. Changed the face of tag team wrestling right out the gate. Right. Most bookers had no idea what the hell to do with them. They just let them run over people. Few, <laughs> well, there well, were a few tag teams of all time that at no point in their career were they considered a jobber because they couldn't do it. 
Right. There was no way you were going to put them in the ring and be like, yeah, y'all need to lose tonight. Yep. What? <laughs> Very nice. So the Road Warriors come off the board first. Uh, so the first the first pick is a tag team. You're building around a tag team. So that's not that's not a bad idea when you're putting together a Survivor Series team. I uh, wasn't losing them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I knew they weren't making it out of the first <laughs> round in any case, so that's fine. Oh. All right, Derek, you're up with your first pick. What are you going to do? Okay. Um, I think that I've got to go with probably pound for pound the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Um, incredible promos, great ring work, uh, just – one of the Mount Rushmore's of professional wrestling. Uh, so I'm drafting Mae Young's hand. And um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Shawn Michaels is who I'm going with. Not very nice. Shawn Michaels. All right. And why is that? I'm upset Mae Young's hand didn't get a bigger pop. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think it took a minute because uh, there was that time there where I think not a lot of us were watching. So I knew where you were going. Uh, but yeah. That's well, well, give that a goog if you're not at work and, and find out. How no, honestly, or, or don't, actually, if you're. Yeah, yeah. Pause for the best. Shawn Michaels. Why Shawn Michaels? Hold on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just saying, Shawn Michaels is just one that I never liked when he was in the Rockers, you know, coming up, stuff like that. But when he hit his stride right there in the, you know, 80s and stuff. Kind of getting out of that tag team, becoming a singles. I started kind of appreciating some of the stuff he was doing. Athletic, putting on great matches. So that's a good choice. Yeah, it is. Derek, tell us a little bit about why why you went with Shawn Michaels. Uh, just for me, Shawn is is uh, hands down the best performer uh, ever in the business. And I know that people are going to uh, have all sorts of opinions on that, but that's just mine. And um, I don't think that I would be a pro wrestling fan if it wasn't for Shawn Michaels, like Randy Savage got me into it, right. but Shawn Michaels kept me like during the dark days of <laughs> the WWF yeah. in the, in the mid nineties and stuff, man, he was the reason to stick around. Absolutely. Right on. Good pick. Good pick right off the start. Yeah. Very cool. All right. I am going to, with my first pick, go with a tag team as well. Um, I'm going to get shit for this, but that's okay because I can absolutely defend my pick. Um, again, I'm taking a tag team, and it can't be two guys that were just slapped together for you know that week's show. Um, this is a tag team that uh, was together uh, not long, but worked together for about a year. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm going to catch shit for this because it's going to take them off the board as singles competitors as well. But I'm going to pick the Mega Powers, which were uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan <Brother>. uh, <laughs> and the Macho Man Randy Savage Ooh, yeah. as my tag team. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, awesome. and you can all can bitch at me all you want. I don't care. Uh, they were a legit. Oh they God. were a tag team. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Now they might have, you know, only been together for about a year because you know you main event WrestleMania four, and then you have them going against each other in WrestleMania five. But they were a tag team. Best booking year of all time it was eighty four, eighty five. Yes, it was pure genius. Mm-hmm. I wish they would spend an entire year building a storyline like they used to. Well, they do. Unfortunately, they're just not ones that we care about as much. Um, but yeah, two again, two not 
Mount Rushmore's necessarily, but definitely two Hall of Famers. Uh, in a, uh, I would consider them Mount Rushmore. At least, at, least at the very least, Hogan. At the very least, Hogan. Savage, if he wasn't a psychopath, should be there as well. But <laughs> it's that psychopath energy that I love. I mean, yeah, he's just the, the guy was great, fast, fantastic. So, so that's my hey, pick. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, absolutely. When the Mega Powers exploded, who what? was the babyface in that? Uh, like in, in, yes. in your guys' opinion, uh, Orndorff and <laughs> no, it the, was it was actually it was Bobby. Anybody did Bobby Heenan? Well, no, he said <laughs> when, when these two, when these two went head to head. Um, oh, there well, it was Hogan. Well, no, that's a hard call because they were fighting over Elizabeth, right? Yeah. No, I, well, they were trying to hint at that, but right. Savage wasn't really having it. Um, Hogan was still the draw. The problem was. Vince had decided that Hogan could wear the title for the next 30 years. <laughs> so he, he had to give, first of all, he had to give the title to Ultimate and still use Hogan and Savage. Well, yeah, and, well, this was prior to all that. So, yeah, when yeah these, this is before all that. Yeah, when these two I went at it, it was all about Elizabeth and who was going to well, wind up with Elizabeth. And so, and, you know, and then they, out of that, they spun out of that the whole, you know, Randy and Elizabeth wedding storyline so yeah that, that's a great question and i the easy answer would be hogan but i don't know that that's necessarily the right answer because at the time because remember randy with, with scary sherry that night he ended up having sherry as his manager for the for the wrestlemania five i don't i think that was later man i think it came out of that is what i'm saying yeah, well, they before they got to that, they had the whole the wedding thing. So I, I'll be honest. I think it's a. I, I think it's a great question. Savage as a face. I never liked Savage as a face. I never thought it worked. Um, from but the day he, from the day he walked in the door, he was a heel, and it was one of the most beautiful heel works ever. It wasn't even a lot of work for him during that time, though. Weren't they doing a lot of the promos with Savage and Mister Elizabeth to make them kind of? The more like the good guys, like they were doing. They nice tried a lot. Yeah, is why I'm thinking they, you know, were if the heel of the person probably would have been Hogan. I kind of agree with that, though. Yeah. I Every know, time I a, thought Savage was a was a face, it just it it bored me to tears because it just it was never believable. Yeah. I don't know. He was a good heel, though. All right, Kenny, you oh, have got two picks back to back. Your uh, tag teams off the board. Yeah. <laughs> so now you gotta now you gotta find you, you can either go with your top two singles or you can figure out another tag team, but or a manager. You can take a manager right off the bat. Be like, um, fuck it, I'm taking Fuji. <laughs> the, the manager was a little harder to figure out, but I'll start with since we've already got a couple of the tag teams knocked out already, I'll just go ahead and knock out mine. Okay. Um I Actually, my second runner-up is going to uh, will be the Steiner brothers mm. because that was I mean, actually my second runner-up too. Yeah, I mean both. But of it's them their prime as a tag team. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving, yeah, we're giving it to them as their prime. Yeah, not yeah, not in the steroid years. No, well, well that was well. <laughs> that was all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly, was Scott was just trying to get in. He was so much better. But they were, I mean, they both had incredible strength, both of them super athletic. I mean, they just, they were both college wrestlers that did very well. And I just, 
I think they would. Uh, they were very talented. They had the total package. So that's why I'm going with them for my pick. No, wait. So are you taking Lex Luger with your second pick then? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay, you said total package. I, that's all I heard. No, 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 nowhere on my list is even considered. Whatever. He was a sitting wrestler. <laughs> he was listen. He was at one point really great in the ring, but the business was just too much for him. When was he good in the <laughs> Listen. When, when he came on, when he was coming up in the Bush Leagues, man, he was great. He really was. Well, he was never good. He was awkward. He messed up. <laughs> he, was, he was too strong for his own good, so he would constantly, you know, mess up moves and stuff. He was he was a good-looking dude with a killer body who was strong as hell, but t- wrestling talent? I'm, I'm afraid not. You guys don't remember that that seven star match he had with Muda in the Tokyo Dome in ninety? No, yeah, no, we don't. Oh, well, that may have been a fever dream. I'm sorry. I think it might have been. Awesome. All right. So, Kenny, so who are you going to take in the uh, with your second pick, in the first pick of the second round? Well, I I tried to think of okay, I want a manager. Do I go for a manager that I like? As far as he's are, just are you legit, part, are you taking a manager this early seriously? Yeah. Okay. Do well, it. It's your pick, man. I'm just asking. I just want to make sure. I was. I got to move my spot. I, just, I say that because I don't think anybody's going to pick my female, and I don't think anybody's going to pick any of mine. I'm going to pick your female with my pick. Then that's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry to keep interrupting <laughs> you. <laughs> that's okay because I've got three that I I like a lot, and I'm fine with either one of those. Right. But I could. I decided on maybe getting a manager who's also a wrestler. So if shit went down, they could get in there and kind of help, you know, and stuff. Okay. So I was going to be malicious <laughs> and I was going to take Paul Ellering just nice. because he took my road warriors. <laughs> but I, decided, I decided, no, I won't do that. I'll be nice. So I am going to go with Michael P.S. Hayes back wow. when he used to manage the Hardy Boys. Listen. Some one of the greatest stables ever to be created, regardless of the time period. Yeah, we won't, we won't get into the time period and the type of people they actually were, but the few, the Von Erich, Freebird, uh, feuds, arguably they they go down in history. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they were so nice. So I got to meet them back when I was like. No, I was 13 or 14, and they were wrestling up here uh, where they show the horses and stuff at the fairgrounds. Right. And uh, we got to meet. Uh, see, Sting was just starting out. He was like 18 or 19. And uh, gosh, who all was there? A ton of people there, but the Freebirds were there. And they were all kind of just hanging out in the bleachers when they weren't wrestling. And we got their autographs, took some pictures with them, and they were just the nicest guys, considering we were too punk ass 13 year old 14 year old kids <laughs> right. just be like oh you guys are awesome they're like yeah, I like kid, how he's saying we were just some punk ass <laughs> yeah. now we're just <laughs> old punk asses <laughs> exactly <laughs> now. geriatric punk asses now <laughs> awesome. yeah, I, I love the free birds and that kind of brought in that because I, did, I didn't want to choose them for my tag team necessarily but I just like picked him up from my manager. Awesome. Well, that's a good thing. When you said, uh, when you said wrestler and manager, I thought you were going Virgil. <laughs> no, he said oh. wrestler. He said wrestler. He's I will not allow the disparagement of Virgil's name on this podcast, even though I'm just a guest. 
Okay. Well, what, what, what did he go by? What Jess, was he, we won't call uh, him Virgil. We'll call him what was the uh, what was the other name he had to go by in uh, WCW? Well, Vincent. Vincent. There you go. Yeah, Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Nice. Very good. All right. I feel bad today for for him at times. Dude got a paycheck. He brings a lot of that on himself. Though. He got a paycheck, and all he had to do was stand there and hold for everybody. I mean, that's not a bad gig. <laughs> All right, so my second pick, I'm going to take a singles wrestler because I can still grab Kenny's female wrestler before it gets back to him. So, uh, my <laughs> my sing my first singles my first singles wrestler off the board uh, is it's pretty easy for me to pull this one up. So, Woo! I'm going to take the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Woo! So I'm sitting on just so, just as a re- reminder, I'm sitting on Hogan Flair and Macho Man right now. So. Um, y'all, y'all got some work to put in here. Uh, yeah, Flair. You realize my tag team both used to whoop his ass on a regular, right? Flair is, I think, a, a, a Mount Rushmore uh, cat. So oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, dude's a legend. I mean, I don't know what else you. I, I can sit here. I could sit here and try to talk him up, but I don't know that I have to with this group. So I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it with that. Ric Flair is my first singles competitor off the board. Derek, we come to you. There's you, you don't have to take a tag team for a while because you're the only one that has to take one. So you can make that your last pick if you got other places you want to go, or you can take one. It's up to you. Um, if you're Excellent. worried, if you're worried that we might grab them as a singles and get them off the off the board, but uh, we're up to you for your second pick. Okay. Um. <laughs> and I was I was going to go a lot of different directions with this, but I think I think this is where I'm going to land with my tag team. Uh, and and if you guys want to call BS on this, feel free. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, the two-man power trip of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H. Ooh, they did, that, like they that. did that story for yep. a year. Yeah. Yep, I like it. Yeah, and again, not one that you have to you have to sell to this group. <laughs> We're with you there. Honestly, I'm yeah. not a fan of Triple H. Never really I have been. I know you're not, but you can't. I, like- I, I think his work in the ring is pretty undeniably. It used to be. Well, well, yeah, and, and that's what we're looking it's, at. We're looking at the you know at in their prime. Hey, at, at, at that time, mm-hmm. at that time that they were doing that that program, the two man power trip, there was nobody better in the ring than Triple H. Like from two thousand until he tore his quad in two thousand one, that dude was uh, was next level over everybody else. I would agree with that. I- I, you know, I don't see it. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Triple H, Open your eyes. <laughs> Triple H, the person, like, I love everything he does. I'm a super fan of him, no doubt about it. But to say he was great, like, I could li- he was the same for me as Hulk Hogan was. I could go, and he's going to throw them into the thing, and he's going to hit them with the knee, and he's going to do this. And yeah, you, but can you can also say that about mind. Flair. You can say that about anybody oh, yeah. on this fucking list, to be honest. Actually, yeah. so, <laughs> Flair's from old school wrestling, so he had more in his back pocket than Triple H. Yeah, but, no, but, but Triple H has got that old school soul to him, I think. I think he yeah. being around those guys, coming up with them, I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll defend Triple H. I don't. Where, whereas Kenny said I like the guy, I don't necessarily like the guy, but I will defend his work in the ring and on the mic especially. He, he did good for what he did. I'll give him that. But to put him up there, as you know, his work was amazing and like groundbreaking or anything like that. I don't know about that, but I love Triple H, so I'll just say I'll just leave it at that. 
Well, I'll tell you what. In taking Triple H by going by taking the tag team by Derek outsmartness with that, he did also pick up Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I don't know that anybody is going to say a bad thing about if that's your bonus for getting Triple H is you also have to take Austin. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good. I pick actually saw a clip the other day. Scroll through because you're not getting all kinds of rest of them. Scroll through, right, right, and it was Rick and Arn versus the Hollywood Blonde. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, and it was, so if you remember, Steve used to actually have the, the mullet. <laughs> right. The, then well. he, and then he cut it. <laughs> it was it was right after the cut. It was the beginning of the actual Stone Cold. You could look at him and see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. That's funny. And it's, and it's wow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a blast from the past there. Well, cool. Good and he pick. really stood out too. Like he was in damn good shape. Yeah, he looked. He's always looked like a powerful dude. Yeah. And so yeah. he was the standout in a lot of those early days of him wrestling. Yeah. Very good. So good pick. So uh, just to, again to recap. Uh, so Derek's got Shawn Michaels and Austin and Triple H. So nice work. All right, we go to Hawk for your second pick, Hawk. So far, you've got the Road Warriors. You've got a couple singles. You've got a female wrestler, a manager. What you gonna do, brother? Well, brother, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my brothers in paint. Um, he is considered a legend. I think he belongs on that, that Mount Rushmore. He is. He's endured more than anyone else has because he's a loyal person to what he believes, which is why he suffered through the, the rise <laughs> and fall of WCW. And then suffered through the rise, <laughs> the rise of, of, of <laughs> TNA, right. Impact, whatever. TNA. Please welcome the icon, Sting. Nice Great pick. pick. Nice pick. Well, I discovered Sting in the days of the You tournament. did not discover so, Sting. So <laughs> I'm going to call has, bullshit on that. <laughs> he has I done. Well, when I say discovered, you have to remember, when I say discovered, I'm from Chicago. He was wrestling in Memphis. We didn't have Memphis wrestling in Chicago. I had right. to be in Memphis, see him on, and that's when I was introduced to it. The, a plethora of other great wrestlers that I didn't know existed. And I watched his career just blossom. Yeah. Then I discovered that he they traveled. So like they would just get on a road trip from one end of the country to the other just wrestling. So you'd see him on WCCW. You'd see him on the AWA or NWA or whatever. And it was great. Mm-hmm. And, and, he has wrestled everybody. <laughs> yeah. And and he's had battles with uh Rick Flair would say some of his battles with Sting were some of the best in the world. I don't agree, but you know, I'm not gonna argue with it. Um him as a face was was the smartest decision he ever made in his career, in my opinion. Because yeah. him as a heel never worked. Yeah. I mean it was a good idea for that at the time, because he was wrestling with that Mr. Link, so that means but yeah, seeing as a, as a, as a face was 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 spot on. Then the they did it. I'll say that you know when they went, when when they when they took him off and they brought him back with the whole the crow, the NWO, the black and white up in the rafters, dropping down with the baseball bats. That's some of the most iconic shit. I mean, when you think of yep. Sting, there's two groups of people. There's the people that think of him in the neon and the buzz cut, and that was yep. icon- that was iconic. And it's like, how are you, you'll he never you're never going to top it. Yeah, you're thinking to yourself, you're never going to top that. 
And then they come back with that, and it's just like, oh shit, this is this is a lot better than you know, just changing well, with the times. It, it's no longer the eighties. So the way I look at it, he was battling Hulk Hogan at right. that time when he had the buzz cut in the face thing. And though he did not beat him, he at least stood toe to toe with him the entire time. Right. So I can't, I can't, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, legend Sting. Sting's a great pick. Uh, you've got to make another pick here, Hawk. So if you're ready, make that next I pick. Ready. If you will. If you will. Again, sticking with my, my brothers in paint, or sisters in paint, as, as, as it oh, may go. Here we go. Um, first woman off she, the She is arguably, to me, the greatest thing that happened to professional wrestling. She just came at the wrong time with the wrong people doing the wrong booking. Um, and they've made a lot of bad decisions with her career. Um, and I don't think that's her fault. I said it many years ago, there's too many people working for the WWE. And that's, that's why. But she changed the face of female wrestling and she's also really attractive. Asuka. Nice. Mm. I knew that was going to be on your list. Yeah. That's, a, that's an easy one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, no. there's so many options, but Asuka, pound for pound, is the most talented in the ring. Right. And they let her show it. Yeah. They, they let her show it until she had the first Charlotte Flair. And that was a, if I'm Asuka, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Cause that's yeah. what, that's what ruined her career. Now, mind you, the Kabuki Warriors were great as Our a tag team. <laughs> yeah. But that was a they, they they mismanaged that as well. I forgot they were even a tag team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how badly they that that's how badly they handled that. Yeah. Now Oscar's well, a great was, pick. You know, with Oscar, like I kind of followed her, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good. Then she got up when she got into you know being in SmackDown and Raw. It was like she had to dumb herself down for the other yes. female wrestlers, and I was like, what the hell? And then. Like, I think her and Kari Sane went back to NXT and did some stuff where those girls are still hungry and, you yeah. know, doing stuff. And I was like, holy shit, there's the Asuka. There's the Kari Sane I know. So, and it was really refreshing. I was like, don't, don't go back. This is where <laughs> you need to be, you know, but they just my they hope, don't know what to do. With my hope for the Flair Asuka match was that Flair blatantly cheated she she pulled one of her dad's moves right that would have been a much better result than a clean win in my opinion yeah if yeah if you're gonna make, if you're gonna play up the flare angle i mean if she if you're gonna if right. and they do then yeah make her the dirtiest and she was she was 100 the the time. yeah but she's never pulled one of her dad's moves yeah they won't let her they want her to do everything clean to show her superiority but i'm sorry there's no way she's gonna beat us with the way they build us yeah yeah that's just my opinion. It just happens to be right. <laughs> I was I was at that WrestleMania. Uh, it was the best match of the night. Oscar Charlie look, Flair. Look, look, look here, man. We let you come and visit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be big time, and it's on our own damn show. All right. <laughs> Very good. Honestly, that to me, that was um, one of the best WrestleManias ever. Regardless of what they tried to do afterwards. That WrestleMania, because they had that, they had uh, Ronda, that thing with Ronda, and that was great. But I, all I really wanted to see was Oscar and Charlotte. See yeah. how they pulled that off. Yep. 
Good pick. I do have a question though. Yeah. Uh, for our, for our guests, what was it? Was that your first like WrestleMania, or have you been to other ones? Well, now I don't want to answer that because I feel like you guys are going to ask me. <laughs> well, I do want to know. We, uh, uh, I, I know enough to know that you've been to a few events and a few pay-per-view events. But yeah, as far as like yeah. mania, is that your – talk about your mania uh, experience. Yeah, so that was my uh, second WrestleMania. The, fir- the first WrestleMania I went to was the god-awful one in Georgia where Lawler and Michael Cole wrestled for 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm surprised you went back after that. <laughs> I had to redeem myself, man. I <laughs> okay, to, that makes sense. I had to have a yeah, that would have bothered me. That was a, those were the dark years for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, it was rough, man. When, uh, when the Miz is winning the main event, and, you know, the rocks out there, rock bottoming people and not doing anything. That it was, it was a rough night. It was a rough night. <laughs> so you've been, uh, you've been to a few and, of the pay-per-views then? Like the big yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, how, man. I've, how would you uh, compare like going is a WrestleMania any more exciting than going to say uh whatever Survivor Series or something? Or like yeah. Oh god, yeah. Um I mean it's it's pretty awesome because of like the just how much of a spectacle they make it. Um the one in New Orleans was ten times better than the one in Atlanta, but like my favorite shows that I've been to um, I went to this NXT house show in Nashville um, where it was like maybe 3,000 people, but it felt like an old ECW show. Right. Like oh, wow. just everyone was Ooh. like, the audience was just on fire the whole night. We were having a great time. I mean, really like, I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel this way or not, but I've always said that wrestling is the Rocky Horror Picture Show of sports. Right. <laughs> and there was no better way to do it than that NXT show. But then also, man, like uh, before before COVID happened, I got to go to um, AEW a couple times this year, one time in Memphis and one time in Kansas city. And yeah. uh, the show, that show in Kansas city was, I mean, just amazing. Like the, the AEW crowd was, was just as on fire as the NXT crowd was. Um, so, but I mean, those are probably my, my two favorites. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to go to see uh, some, some fun stuff. My, my <laughs> the, my first pay-per-view I got to go to was in 95 at In Your House in Nashville. It was the night that Jeff Jarrett lip sync with my baby tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Again, surprised you went back, but uh, fair enough. <laughs> Whatever, man. I mean, that there have the been best. a lot of dark, dark times. I mean, remember the, the Cena, uh, Cena Undertaker match, which was ridiculously embarrassingly stupid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but to to Derek's point, like kudos to John for trying to make an Undertaker moment, but right. stop it. To uh, <laughs> to to Derek's point, just to keep it local, something I know we can all touch on. I would prefer and did prefer seeing matches like at the Shrine Mosque as opposed to JQH Arena because it felt like it, it felt more Ooh. real, more gritty. Like you were into the shit, you yeah. know. Partly because the Shrine Mosque was real and gritty but but it, it i mean it, it was not that you know the the big production i i prefer the yeah the smaller venues that where you feel you know, where the whole crowd the crowd that wants to be there is there and there's not a lot of them so the ones that are there are the ones that you know that that ponied up and made the trip and you know that those are yeah i i agree with that that i would prefer um prefer to see it live and prefer to see it in a smaller venue where you can get right there in the middle of it or at least feel like you are. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Derek, you're up for your next pick right now. You've got Shawn Michaels and Triple H in Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who are you going to take next? Um, For my fourth pick, I'm going to have to go with The Rock. I'm kind of surprised uh-huh. The Rock's lasted this long, to be honest. But, but yeah. yeah. I, did, I decided to go a different direction. I don't want to see what going on. Yeah, I can see you're going with a theme. You got the face paint thing going on, so it'll be interesting. I didn't originally, but, <laughs> but it somebody took a couple way. of my people, so I have to now. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so we've got a strong, like, mid-90s WWE thing going on with you, Derek. Uh, is that when you kind of got into it? or? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was um, that was when, like, my wrestling fandom hit its peak, was, like, in the Attitude Era. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, those those are my guys. Right on. That's a good pick. Let's see. All right. So I'm up for my next pick. And I don't. I'm trying to look. Yeah, I don't see anything that jumps up immediately that I've got to take. I know I'm going to get another pick in a couple, a couple rounds. So I'm going to go ahead and take Kenny's female wrestler off the board. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to take. The woman that I feel like, you know, we talked about how the the female, the women's wrestling division is has has been hot the last few years because of oh, God, the Charlottes, yes. the Becky Lynches, the Oscars. They've essentially been the reason to watch WWE programming for like the last three to four years. Um, but Ooh. I'm I'm gonna go back to a woman who I felt like kind of raised the bar. You know, women's wrestling was always just a uh, TNA show. It was just, you know, the you know get the ladies out there and listen to the drunk guys in the crowd holler and hoop and yeah, let's get them in a bowl of Jello. You know that kind of shit. But uh, it's starting to make me nervous. Yeah. Well, this is the this is the the woman who I felt like was the first one to elevate women's wrestling out of that a little bit. Um, you are making me nervous now. <laughs> I feel like she. Uh, it, she she obviously still got it. She can still lace them up and get in the ring when she has to because she's done it recently. Um, but the Damn. first the first person who I feel like elevated women's wrestling in the modern era uh, was Trish Stratus. So I will slap you on your bald head. Never mind. I'm not going to get there. <laughs> so <that laughs> I, that, I knew that was. So that's who I'm going to go with my, my women's wrestler is Trish Stratus. You're an embarrassment. But again, but again, you are correct because that's I I picked her for that very reason too because she wasn't just a pretty face with a rocking body. She got in there when she told the Bubba Dudley to you know throw her through that table, and they did. I mean, she took every bit of that like a champ, and it's like, damn. Can we say kudos to the, to how he pulled that those stunts off? Is not for nothing. Having gone through a table, not that way. I would have loved to done it. <laughs> you would have loved to gone through a table that way. Yeah, the way he did it versus how it actually supposed to be done. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I think Trish elevated women's wrestling, and that we don't get where we are right now without Trish Stratus. I don't think so. That's going to be my pick, Kenny. We go All to right. you for two picks back to back. All right. Uh, could you do me a favor and kind of review everybody so I make sure I marked yep. off? Absolutely. Uh, I've got Hawk has Sting, Asuka, and the Road Warriors. Okay. Derek has Shawn Michaels, The Rock, uh, Austin, and um, Triple H. Okay. I have got Ric Flair, Trish Stratus, and Hogan and Macho. Okay. 
you uh, good. I got a, you've got the yeah, Steiner. Double check. I didn't okay. there was some overlap. So. Yeah, you've got the Steiners right, and um, Michael Hayes. Yep. All right. Now you're having um, Michael Hayes or Michael P. S. Michael P. S. Hayes. Excuse me. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I will start my list of single wrestlers, and I better go ahead and grab him now before our guest probably takes him. <laughs> so uh, I am going with the Undertaker. Very nice. Good pick. Yeah. I've, now I've there's always... there's one of the Mount Rushmore. Right yeah. there, yeah, absolutely. Dude, I seen his, I seen some of his beginning, early year stuff that I didn't even know existed. Ah, uh, <laughs> when he was an actual, did you guys know he was an actual jobber at one point in his career? Right. Does that even make oh, sense yeah. to you now? <laughs> Not today, like, but yeah, yeah. He was. Oh my god, he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We he was another one that we had seen at one of the shows out there in the stockyards. And I was like, you know, he, he was big and he had the red hair and everything. And I was like, I, we didn't know who he was at the time. And it was like, okay. And of course he lost. I don't remember who he lost. I want to say he lost to Ron Simmons, I think, but, uh, I'm trying to remember stuff. Let me be a minute. Go ahead. But no, so it, it was kind of neat seeing him. You know, before he was all that, I was like, when he got on TV, I was like, hey, I got a picture of that guy. So that's pretty neat. But yeah, I thought I'd go ahead and pull him off the list before he disappeared. <laughs> before so. he gets back to Derek. <laughs> What's yeah. funny is that he's, he's, for how much he struggled with such a talented person. Yeah. He struggled yeah. a long time. I think he wrestled at least 10 to 15 years struggling to get noticed. Yeah. Yep. Paid off. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. All right, Kenny. So, who you got for your next pick? Uh, you still need. You've got uh, two singles and a female wrestler. They could all three be female wrestlers if you chose to go that route. But you need uh, at least one, and then you've got two singles left. Um, uh, I'll go with another singles, and I know nobody's got him on my, on their list, but I wanted to go with a newer wrestler so that I wasn't just picking kind of older people stuff. And he's kind of my new favorite guy just because he is amazingly talented and he's so good, he can make other people look amazing. And that is Buddy Murphy. Ooh, Ooh good pick. Yeah. Good pick if he could not get hurt. Yeah, but he's do he's on fire right now. He is making Dominic look amazing, but just how quick he is. He's a high flyer. He's got the strength. He's and that's a lot of work making Dominic look good. <laughs> yeah. And he everybody he works with, he makes look amazing. And that's because he is that amazing of a wrestler. So that's, that's why I wanted to put him on my list. Good pick. Uh, yeah, not one that I saw coming, but that is a good pick. Right on. Very good. All right, so my turn coming back to me. Uh, let's see. I've got Flair, Trish, and the Mega Powers. I'm going to take my manager now. And I'm going to get him off the board. I think he's the best, certainly the most entertaining, but the best pure manager. Um, he's done other stuff as well. He's done commentary and things. But I I think if you're making the Mount Rushmore, the Hall of Fame for wrestling managers, he's certainly 
uh, in the George Washington spot. I'm going with Bobby the Brain Heenan for my rep, for my manager. He is the yes. Mount Rushmore of managers. He is the George Washington. Absolutely, no, no doubt. No, Bobby Heenan might be overall the best performer in professional wrestling ever. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Agreed. Uh, he was consistently good. Like I don't ever remember him not being great at what he was doing. Well, he's, there was only he, he's a born improv performer is what he is. And so I mean he could he can do commentary, he can work outside of the ring. He's and he's always working outside the ring. You never see him slacking off outside the ring. He's never taking a break. He's never mentally clocked out while he's cashing a check. He's always working outside the ring. And so yeah, he's uh, he's fantastic. I think there's there's very few uh people that I yeah, like you said that is one of the best performers in professional wrestling without being in the ring, you know, 300 times a year. Being outside the ring or being on the on the mic. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with the brain. The one time the Bobby DeBray, as an adult, one time the Bobby DeBray, he pissed me off, was, was he when gave he, away. Right. Yeah, no, I know. You've, you've told that story. Yeah, that's the one, man. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't, but, yeah. That was, it was such a dick move, though. I, I hey, like, I don't know the story. Tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, when Hogan was, was coming out for NWO, he didn't set it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are you shitting me? And he, and it was like, if everything they had done up to that moment had worked. So when he didn't say what he said, it shut everything that they had built down in an instant. Yeah. But and it was same, like, so there was no point in doing what they did. But, you know, but at the same time, all he said was, wait a minute, he could be the third man. And again, he's the brain, so he's figuring it out. He's talking it through as everybody else is, you know, over if there. If he had said nothing. hollering with a heart on for, hey, here comes Hogan. He's going to save us. If he had said nothing, they would have got the pop they wanted. And I mean, they still had. Well, they still did in the arena. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But it, it was just, they he ruined, he ruined the entire thing. Okay. That's, that's your opinion. You, you can be wrong every once in a while, too. Um, I never <laughs> am, though. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go to Derek. Derek's next pick. Derek, you've got Shawn Michaels, The Rock. You've got the two-man power trip. You have a manager, a female wrestler, and another singles wrestler that can be any gender or or gold dust, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're, 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 we're an equal opportunity uh, draft here. That's good. I'm going to take the first pansexual pick off the board. Um, okay, so, so I've got one... One final singles guy, a uh, female, and a manager, right? That's yep. what I need? Mean? That is correct. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> then I have to go with, uh, for my last singles pick, uh, Cody Rhodes. Very nice. And then, so if we're going with his peak, you're taking the current version of Cody Rhodes. Yeah, we're talking about another guy that's had to pay his dues and struggle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think that guy's the ace right now in AEW and is putting on some really great matches and uh, is cutting some promos that his father would probably be shedding tears over. So, yeah, um, I think I think he's the guy. He's uh, actually always been that good. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100 yeah. percent. Just has the, no, the had dashing no place Cody to show. Rhodes thing didn't work for me though. Just just for the record, that right. Cody dashing thing it didn't work. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Stardust that didn't. Work. 
And I guess uh, I think I read this or heard this correctly. He he can legally be Cody Rhodes now. Is that correct? Did anybody else hear that? Or I guess whatever. Doubt the, it. Whatever the contract was, I think it. I think that whatever that statute of limitations was, I think it's up. I think he can he can actually go by Cody Rhodes again, which could be a way to get him back into the title picture by saying, well, Cody couldn't challenge for the title, but Cody Rhodes can. I don't know. We'll yeah. see what happens. Good pick, though. I, nobody's going to argue with Cody Rhodes, so good pick. Uh, so we go Very to Hawk for two in a row. Hawk, you have got two singles and a manager left to take. You'll take two out of those three back-to-back uh, -back here. Well, well, sticking with the brothers in paint, <laughs> and he's on fire right now. Okay, I was going to say, you're not going to take the asshole, are you? And I don't even like him. Oof. Okay. But. But you got a theme you got to stick with. <laughs> right. And, well, not only that. You but, know, but that's half of a Survivor Series team. The teams that come out and they all, you know, like, they all went out, all out for it. Like, when you had, you know, the teams that were like, oh, shit, you know, like, whenever the Ultimate Warrior would put together a team and they'd all have on face paint, or the Macho Man would put together a team and they'd all come out with some crazy-ass garb. That's the fun stuff, is seeing how a Survivor Series team meshes together. So I'm I'm digging what you're team, putting down. If you if you look at this pick, you will say, alright, I see where Hawk was going. Hawk wants to win in the match as well. And you gotta have a wild card in there that is not gonna quit, that is not gonna give up, is gonna do anything to win. And all of my team is like that, but the fiend mm. is guaranteed to do it. I had considered that. You know, there's a lot of people that love that gimmick, but for whatever reason, I still it just I, I I'm still oh, lukewarm about it. I yeah, haven't liked at best. I said to my I said to myself, he would be the greatest manager of all time when he <laughs> came out the door. Right. I didn't need him to wrestle. Yeah. He could have managed, and he would have had. A stable on the lines of the Four Horsemen, or, or Evolution, or anything, because the because he was great. Yeah, but I thought that's where they were going when he had the Wyatt family. I thought they were going yes! to transition to different. Or, or they were going to do it again with the Firefly Fun. At any point, he could have put the, they could have used him to put the, build a stable around. But instead, we've got yeah, fucking what is it? A retribution? Yeah, that's much better. That'll get assets and seats, right? Huh. So, so he actually, and ironically, because of, of, of that, he is my pick as a manager. Uh, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dispute that. You can't go with a manager that isn't an actual manager. And the fiend as he a was character, a manager. Not he the started fiend. it as a manager. Not the fiend. Bray Wyatt was a manager. First. You can you can take Bray Wyatt the fiend because no. he has paint. So so you got to clarify if you want if you want the fiend you have to take well, him as a singles competitor right now. Yeah, I'm saying if you want him as a manager, you can take Bray Wyatt. If you want the fiend, you got to take him as a singles competitor. You got a you got a decision to make. He's Bray Wyatt. Okay. We can put paint on Bray Wyatt and still be Bray Wyatt. That, as Bray Wyatt, the manager is is <laughs> not the fiend. <laughs> yeah. So I'll give you Bray Wyatt as a manager, but I'm gonna I'm gonna veto your the fiend. Hey, I'll tell you this: uh, you guys said you're you're lukewarm on the gimmick, and I understand that. Uh, but seeing, <laughs> I feel like I'm feel like I'm bragging. Sorry about that. Um, That's all right. Go ahead. Seeing that guy in in real life is is pretty cool. Like I got to see the fiend um, earlier this year, and it's a pretty cool experience to be uh, ringside to watch his entrance and everything. Oh, yeah. I love the gimmick. I, him I love him uh, 
when he when he hit the ring, you know, reminds me a lot. Him and Kevin Owens both reminds me. I know they have to do Dusty proud because they are so much better than Dusty was, and Dusty was about the same size in body mm-hmm. stature, right? And 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 you watch the move, and you're like, Dusty couldn't do none of that. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he had the greatest matches of some of the greatest matches of all time, but he could not do. He, he could cut a hell of a promo. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that was. His oh my god. I mean, that's what you did. If you will, that elbow. That's what I needed. Yeah, you you come find this elbow. <laughs> it's gonna be right yeah. here. <laughs> it's gonna be right here in the middle of the ring. You come get it. <laughs> so what I got left? I got two. You more. Got, I got two singles. You left. got two singles. You're gonna take one of them now, and you'll wrap up the whole draft with one. So okay, um, sticking with with my brothers in paint, and he actually had some of the greatest feuds with somebody else on my team. Um. And he's international. And he brings a certain flair of martial arts to the, to the table. The great Muda. Good call. Yeah. That is a good call. He was up, he was up my one one of my alternates. Yep. Yeah, nobody's gonna argue that. I wish yeah. so I wish Vince and, and the powers that be would have gotten over the language barrier and just let the man work. Yeah. I agree. Muda, Muda should have been a good, NWA champion. If they'd have given him a yeah. manager, he wouldn't have had to talk. If they'd have just just keep him with a manager the entire time. Yeah. Or or even don't. Just let him go out there and not say a fucking word, and just put on right. the best show of the night, and then yeah. head to and the back. never let him. Never, let, he didn't. He didn't have to do to make a promo. Yep. You know. Yep, I agree. Very good. That's a but good pick. he could have also. They could have given him to Kevin uh, to. Uh, Bobby DeBrahinen, they could have given mm-hmm. him to Kevin Sullivan, they could have given him to uh, you know anybody. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with you. Great mood is a good pick. All right, Derek, you have got uh, two picks left. You've got your women's wrestler and your manager. Which one are you going to take first? Okay, uh, for my manager, uh, I you guys kind of sparked something in me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out. For my manager, I'm going with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you've got Cody that's and Dusty on the same team. That's a that's a fun pick. Yeah, that's well, a good manager. Yeah, nobody's gonna, again. Nobody's going to argue that. Uh, no. you, you talk in, you know, you talk promo cutting, and you know, just yeah. That's, Could that's you cool. imagine if Dusty if Dusty had only ever managed? Oh yeah, how yeah. great of a manager would he have been? Yeah. Uh, that's- I was for just a second lost in my thoughts, thinking, <laughs> "What if Dusty Rhodes could have lived long enough to see right, right. over W and then mm-hmm. he probably more than likely would have been the guy coming out with him besides Arn Anderson, right? Just how amazing would that have been? Yeah, honestly, if yeah. he had been just a man, goosebumps just thinking about it, man. right? Yeah. He probably still would be here with us. Yeah. When uh, when the the thing that I wish Dusty could have been around for the most is when Cody beat Nick Aldis for the NWA title. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, that's a good pick. A lot of fun with that one. That's gonna be a fun pick. All right, so I've got I've got two singles left, um, and something that Hawk said is uh, driving my pick here. Like you said, you want somebody who's gonna win at all costs, and I've got. You, you said you want a wild card, and I've already got Macho Man on my team. But you want somebody, and I've got somebody that's going to play dirty. I've got Flair on my team already. If I'm looking for somebody that's going to lie, cheat, and steal their way to a victory for their Survivor Series oh, team, oh, 
You prick. <laughs> no, I'm I, who, who do you think I'm going with? Just based on what you said, if you said the right thing, then I know who you are. Who, who do you think I'm going with? That's Eddie. No, that's not. You're right. That's what I said. Hey, stop using his line. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm picking Hoventude Guerrero. No, uh, I am picking the gobbledygooker. Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah. No, I am picking Rowdy Roddy Piper for my. Nice. That's that's a solid. You know what's funny? Another guy who, if he'd done nothing but, if he had just been, you know, do, if he had not ever even stepped in the ring, just been on the mic doing his different shticks, another guy that would have oh. been maybe still be around, but. Uh, that's the most entertaining part of Piper was his work yeah. on the microphone. Yep. But he's a bastard in the ring too. So, well, he was a bastard. Period. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and, and what's yeah. funny is, is he didn't realize it until it was too late. It's really sad in a way. Yeah, because he really was a talented person. Absolutely. All right, Kenny, you've got your last two picks. You've got to get a singles wrestler who is a female and a singles wrestler who is non-gender specific. So you can pick... Hey, Kenny, 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 come in. Come in, come in, come in. <laughs> Getting closer. Don't screw up! <laughs> I, I, I'm happy with my last two picks. Yeah. So, uh, I will, I'll go ahead and go with my female pick, uh, female wrestler pick. Okay. And she was... Also in the same line as Joey's thinking, I think that she came in and she wasn't just the TNA. She was an amazing wrestler. She worked her ass off. She went to Mexico to train to be a better wrestler and came up. And uh, that would be Lita. I the think she's business amazing. screwed her. Yeah. A lot of folks screwed her. Unfortunately, but while she was there. (laughs) I'm sorry. Did I say I thought I had my mic muted. I apologize. Oh. I was thinking it. I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it because it was too much. But anyhow, (laughs) I probably should not have said that. You're not wrong, though. Yeah. But you're not, you're not wrong. The business, the business, uh, uh, she's, she's, she was, I honestly can feel like she was more talented than anybody else in the ring. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with her. I know, right? And so they I mean and so they made her come down to everybody else's level. Yeah. Which is why you've got a Brian Pennies match with Strip Trish or yeah. or a Jello match or all this other drama that they actually had when she was all the way up here. Yeah. And that's you know? kind of Kind of a throwback to talking about Oscar, you know. I had the same thing with uh, Lita when, like you said, they didn't know what to do with her, so they were dumbing her talent down yeah. to go with everybody else. And when I saw it happening again years later with Oscar, it brought back those "God dang it, why?" you know, kind right. of thing. But so but, having having the matches that we have now, which is why I'm not even. I own my company. And I watched those matches because I told those those guys actually are calling it in the ring. Uh-huh. And so I could never tell you what's happening at those matches because that's what it's about. Yeah. The matches that Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes had. Who the hell has a, a who who could write down a script for 90 minutes and just remember it? <laughs> Fuck all that. We're yeah. gonna bang <laughs> for 90 minutes. That's what they did. They don't do yeah. that now. Oscar's to me, she has the talent still to do all of that, and so did Lee. 
Yep. Right on. For sure. And they, and they, and they dumped her down to the point where I think honestly, every time we see Lita, she looks depressed with the business. Yeah. But that's yeah. just how I feel about it. I, it. It was a good thing that she got back with Trish Stratus and was doing the Hitting tours the circus and, and doing the Comic Cons. Yeah. Yes. I think that brought back a little shine to her. And you can and see she it when still they, looks upset and depressed every time I see her. I feel bad. <laughs> but it's a great yeah. pick. If she'd wore face paint, she'd have been on my list. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, Kenny, uh, go ahead. Did you want to finish up with Lita or did you want to make your next pick? I can do my final pick there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I had a few other people written down, but when you guys were talking about, uh, the whole someone that'll do anything, <laughs> a red ass, and someone yeah. that won't give up, somebody, you know, stuff like that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put this person, and it may seem a little weird when I say it, but the ECW version of Taz. Nice. There you go. He's a dick, though. Yeah, that's why why you pick him, because he is a, yeah, he's a red ass. He's going to, but he's a legitimate, you know, tough guy. He almost, he almost ruined the business for me. He was so bad. But then again, (laughs) there was so much going on. And as a business owner, I understand a lot of what, what was going on at the time now. <laughs> right. So a lot of those mistakes, I get now that I didn't get no more. Yeah. But yeah, just uh, Taz is that wild card that you don't know, and he's not the big guy, so you might underestimate him, but he'll come in there and throw you and twist you, and so that's that's why I went with him. Right. He was a decent worker him. at one point in his career. I don't know when it stopped. Uh, probably when he left ECW. Yeah. I think so. All right. I mean, so, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you going to say something? No. Nah. No. Nah. What? All right. So <laughs> Ken, Kenny's team is The Undertaker, Buddy Murphy, Taz, Lita, The Steiner Brothers, and Michael P.S. Hayes. That's a good team. All right. I'm torn. I am torn by my last pick. So what I'm going to do, and if you, you know, you guys have worked with me enough to know, I'm going to do this sometimes. I'm going to, I'm going to defer my pick. I will pick later, um, basically because I'm hoping somebody will take some of these names off my list so I can make a decision that I feel comfortable with. (laughs) Because there's too many good ones left. I mean, how do you pick one more person for your team when you've got? I've got a list here. I'm looking at just like, yeah, I'm going to let somebody else pick, and maybe it'll take somebody off my team. So I will pick. After Hawk, I'll go last Hawk. Uh, but first, we got Derek. Derek, you have got so far Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Triple H, and Austin, and Dusty Rhodes as your manager. You are missing a female competitor. Go ahead and tell us who you got. Beth Phoenix. Ooh. Damn, that's a great choice. If if Beth Phoenix was 10 years younger, she'd be the best thing in, uh, in women's wrestling right now. Yep. Yeah. Another person that did, I felt like they didn't have any idea what to do with her. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she was she yeah. was not the typical. You know, we're talking about you know the Trish Stratus and the leaders. Her but, well but, but, but yeah, she wasn't the typical pretty young thin thing. She's a she's a badass. She's a powerhouse. So yeah, they yeah. Didn't, they didn't know what to do with her. You're right. I mean, she proved how much of a badass she was at the Rumble this year, man. Like, she split her head open, like, <laughs> yeah. what, 10, 15 minutes into it, and then yeah. was in the final four. Like, her hair looked like spaghetti by the end of the thing, and she just kept going. 
Yeah. No, she's a badass. That's a good pick. So Derek's team consists of Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Beth Phoenix, Austin, and Triple H, and Dusty Rhodes as a manager. Another good team. We got some good teams here. This is fun. All right, Hawk, going to you for your last pick. Who are you going to take off the board? So you're, you're the only one that can help me out here because you've got one single competitor left, and it can be male or female. And I've got a list of guys that I need to cut down on, so help me out here. None of these so guys have I, face I'm paint, picking, so I'm fucked. So I'm picking. Well, you might you might not be. I'm picking this guy because of the uniqueness of it. And let me let me explain. You got. We all know that that when someone has a character that's working, then the other, one of the other companies would steal it. That's that's a gimmick, right? And and very rarely is the stealing of that gimmick successful. It almost never works. Except Abyss. Okay. Yeah. Abyss is talented. Uh he's he's a big dude. Yep. Yeah. And he's every bit as talented as Big Foley or mankind, but twice the size. And everything that Mick could do, Abyss could do with an extra, you oh, know, vomit. six inches. Right. You know? Very talented. To me, very talented. Not not the greatest wrestler in the world, but very talented. And when I first, I will, I will admit, like everybody else, when Abyss came under, I'm like, what the hell? What is this? What is a, a poor man's Mick Foley? Right. Yeah. And. I, I, I weep because we, I never have to see those two pictures clash because that would have been great. Yeah. But all of his matches were great. Yeah, he had some good ones. He changed I'll, I'll put him for a while. I, I'll put him on the list with Kane, Undertaker, Mankind, all of those monsters. Right. And, and I had a lot to choose from. I could have chose the Missing Link. I could have chose the Barbarian. I could have chose... You know, all the people in Warface thing. I could have done demolition. Abyss works. Okay. First of all, it guarantees that I'm over six foot. So here we go. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't do shit for me. But okay, so you've got <laughs> Hawk's team is Sting, the Great Muda, Abyss, Oscar, the Road Warriors, with Bray Wyatt as a manager. So here's my dilemma. I'm going to talk it through with you guys, and then I'll make my pick. Um. So I could go with a big dude because I don't have a big dude. Do you uh, have a big dude that's talented? Uh, that's the problem. Because you know most big dudes suck. Uh, well, that's what I'm looking at. I mean, the, of the big dudes, I could take like Andre the Giant or the Big Show or Kane, but I don't, I don't, I don't want those guys. I don't think they make my team because, again, at his best, Andre couldn't work. He was always. I mean, he's just too big. I mean, physically, the only awesome. person on that list <laughs> that could, the only person on that list that doesn't actually suck is the big show. Yeah. So, but I don't, but I don't know that he's what I'm looking for. I could go with somebody who can perform. Um, so I could take like a Ray Mysterio. I could take an Edge. I could take like a Bret Hart or like a Finn Balor, even um, guys that can work in the ring. Because I don't have that. I've got a lot of. I got a lot of flash. I got a lot of sizzle, but I don't have a lot of steak. I feel like if um, I didn't hate Finn Balor, he'd actually been on my list as opposed to this. Right. 
I made that decision five seconds ago, but I don't really <laughs> like him. That's but he's is. so talented. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. That's a problem. So I'm stuck looking at a couple. I've got, and I'll talk through them in the order that I guess I'm not going to take them because I'm talking myself out of them. I'm not going to take Diamond Dallas Page. I could. Yeah. The dude, the, the, the guy carried what was left of WCW um, at a time I when they were believe- hemorrhaging ratings and money. The guy was a legit, he was on the fucking, the Tonight Show, you know, I mean, he was one of the guys bringing in talent from the world of professional sports, of celebrities, you know, he he was instrumental in that, uh, that crossing over that happened, that was allowed to happen by the ratings that WCW was drawing at the time. Um, not the best, but I mean, fuck everybody. Worst. Everybody knows the di- ever. Everybody does the diamond cutter. There's still fucking high school kids at the basketball games down here. <laughs> yeah, when somebody's shooting free throws, they're doing the diamond cutter, and not a one of those fucking kids, I guarantee you, because they're not old enough, <laughs> knows what, what's going on. But so that's, so I'm not gonna pick that. They're like DDP yoga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> DDP baby. By the way, Dallas, if you want to sponsor the show, uh, no. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to take my number two left on my list of the three. The DDP diamond stud, me. right? No, no, I could have taken him as manager, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I'm not going to take Chris Jericho. Um, the, the dude no, works in every, he works in every fucking promotion. I mean, he does he's, look he's, terrible, right? He, he's entertaining. Yeah. He's, he's not at his best right now, but, um, the dude, the dude can work. I mean, like I said, he's, he's been all over he's been in every possible you know spot you could put him in and he's worked through all of them but i can't i just can't take him yeah so i guess i'm left with one and this kind of satisfies the big man role um so i guess that works it works out in the end i guess Um, but i'm going to take the coolest motherfucker to ever step between the ropes and he didn't he actually stepped over the ropes I'm but going he with, sucks. I'm going with but Kevin Nash. Sucks. I'm going with Kevin Nash. No, when he's healthy, oh. the dude, the dude, oh. the, again, if you look, I got a lot of sizzle um, on my team here. That's if, all Kevin Nash is a sizzle. That's, you know what, though? If you're putting together a Survivor Series team, you've got Hogan. I've got Hogan and Macho Man. I've got Piper, Flair, Nash, Trish Stratus, and they're managed by the brain. I think I, I, think I like it. I think I'm going to put Kevin, Kevin Nash, Nash has never spot. beaten Abyss. No, you know why? Because Kevin Nash was making money in the big leagues while Abyss was fucking scraping through TNA, trying to keep him afloat for another week so that they could keep the lights on, <laughs> so they could pay to get them to the next town. Hey, you got gas money? Oh, fucking Abyss has got it in his pocket over there. Yeah. Well, Kevin Nash falls into that category that the booking of Kevin Nash. <laughs> Well, he's booking himself. So. <laughs> he was book- when he he's left- booking himself. <laughs> so, yeah, of course. <laughs> Honestly, I consider Kevin Nash is the reason that professional wrestling has degraded to what it is now. No, I wouldn't go there. I would, I I would give, I would I give that to him. No, I hold I, him personally responsible. I put, I put that on Vince Russo. Um, when Kevin Nash showed up, <laughs> when, 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 uh, yeah, you know, when Scott Hall shows up in WCW, you're like, "Oh, cool, they signed a guy," and that's cool. And he's talking oh, he's about, sober. yeah, hey, he's sober tonight. Uh, but when he says, when he says, "I've got a, you know other guys coming over," and when Nash shows up, it's like, "Oh shit, this is real now." It's like there's an actual fucking 
a war going on 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 between on Monday nights between these two. So I think from the moment he showed up, you know, I I, you know, I didn't care much for the diesel. I stuff. think Scott Hall carried Kevin Nash oh, for I don't. most of his career. I don't. What? Not at all. I th- I think oh. I think Kevin Nash was literally carrying Scott Hall out from bar- out of the what bar I back said. to the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Hall had a good gimmick. Yeah. But he, he a pretty cool finishing move, but outside of that, he was never anything. Dude, I remember, listen, and, and this is me, this is me aging myself, but I remember Cowboy Scott Hall. Yeah. So or, when he shows up, or, or any, any of the number of Kevin Nash gimmicks that he had as he tried well, to break Well, in. you have to remember, I'm very young at the time, so I got Cowboy Scott Hall, and then he shows up and he's Razor Ramon. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. What the hell? <laughs> but with, and at first it did not work for me. Right. But over time, when you forget about Cowboy Scott Hall, Razor Ramon was in key. Yeah. The good thing and is, no. uh, the best part is, uh, I didn't pick him. I picked Kevin Nash. So no, I think Nash. <laughs> we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about a guy I didn't pick. No, I think Nash. I, I think Nash was. I think he brought a swagger to WCW at a time when they were needing it. They were getting the old guys. They were signing old men to show up and wrestle. And when Hall and Nash popped over again, when Hall pops up, you're like, "Oh, well, that's cool. They got Scott Hall." But when Nash shows up and the two of them run the show, it, it changed things. It changed things for wrestling. You know, just period. And then, you know, Nash goes off, does, you know, they got too many fucking NWOs. So let's make NWO, you know, NWO North, NWO South, NWO East, NWO West, NWO Midwest, whatever. But, you know, when he gets the Wolfpack gimmick, I mean, he was still, he was the guy that was just too fucking cool. You had to watch whenever he was on because you couldn't take your eyes off the guy. And I'm not meaning that in a sexual way, although I guess you could. Uh, He was just, when he was out there, it was just like, oh shit, he's going to do something cool. Something fun's gonna happen. He looked like he's the guy that of all of these looked like he was genuinely breaking the fourth wall and having fun in the ring and having fun fucking with the crowd and the people at home. You know, he'd get somebody down getting ready to, you know, fucking do the jackknife power bomb and he looks over at the camera and just kind of winks or whatever. You're like, oh shit, this guy's actually having fun. The rest of them are taking themselves very seriously. He's out there just fucking having a blast and cashing a paycheck. And that was something that you didn't see a lot of prior to that because you're coming out of the whole, you know, you know the business, you know, you got to keep everything, you know, but he, he, he was just, he was having fun. And that's the one thing that of all these, I mean, if you look at my, my roster, Flair, Piper, Nash, they, they were having fun. <laughs> every night going up and down the road. So I, that's, that's, I'm going with Kevin Nash. That satisfies my need for a big man. And, uh, yeah, I just, like I said, coolest fucker to ever step over the ropes. So here's what we got. We'll run through them one more time. I'll let everybody kind of make one final case for your team, why you have the Ultimate Survivor Series team. First up, Hawk, you've got Sting, the Great Muda, Abyss, Asuka, Road Warriors, and Bray Wyatt. So make a pitch for your team. Why is this the Survivor Series team? Don't have to make a pitch. You're going to have to pitch. You're going to have to make a pitch because... The the Legion of Paint covers it all. We've got the best tag team. We've got the best female wrestler. We've got an icon. We've got a monster. 
and we've got the leader of the Wyatt family. What more do you need? You've got all of the talent and all of the substance and a lot of people that I ain't got to feed. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Derek, make a pitch for why you've got the Ultimate Survivor Series team with Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Beth Phoenix. Uh, you got Austin and Triple H and Dusty Rhodes managing. Uh, you got the one of the top five greatest in-ring performers of all time. Uh, you've got two of the biggest names uh, that's ever been in professional wrestling with Steve Austin and The Rock. Uh, Beth Phoenix was a badass. Dusty Rhodes was one of the best talkers in the business. And you've got Triple H, who, if we do this in the WWE, uh, daddy's not going to let him lose. So I win. Game over. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's see. i got to make a pitch for my team. Again, I've got Flair, Piper, Nash, Trish Stratus, Hogan, Macho Man, managed by the brain. Um, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> the fun thing is if we do this in the WCW, I got Kevin Nash booking it, so I win too. So it just depends on where we put them, you know. Uh, but yeah, you're looking at the Mount Rushmore. I mean, you know, we can make a case for Flair, uh, certainly Hogan. You could argue Macho Man. We talked about, you know, Trish Stratus, Kevin Nash, Piper, the brain. We've said, you know, probably on that Mount Rushmore, uh, certainly of managers and, you know, guys on the stick. So I'm pretty confident that, uh, you know, if this is a true Survivor Series match, I'm walking out with at least three guys. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm feeling good. I feel like I've got the. I've, I feel like I've certainly got the uh, star power. That if these guys are in their prime, you know, I think I'm drawing the most money off of what ticket sales here. So, and merchandise sales with this group. So, I'm feeling good about it, Kenny. We go to you. You've got the Undertaker, Buddy Murphy, Taz, Lita, the Steiner brothers, managed by Michael P.S. Hayes. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've got the Phenom. He's my ring general, and he's got a pack of pit bulls that will not back down, tough as nails, and they're just all ass kickers. And I'm, I feel good about my team. I think they get in there, and I think they take everybody out. So, all right, so that's it. You've heard it from us. We want to know what you think. Let us know who you think has the strongest survivor series team let us know by leaving your comments on facebook or on twitter we'll put up a poll just search for and follow us at pgtc podcast and vote for who you think has the better survivor series team links to all that social media stuff and more at popgoestheculture.com coming up this month we will be doing another watch party we're going to do a wwe survivor series watch party on sunday november the 22nd we are going to watch it online together uh, on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Uh, you can do that on your computer, your smartphone, your tablet. You can watch along with us. You can chat along with us. You can type your comments in. We can turn on the voice chat and people can talk over the show. Whatever you guys want to do, the link to the cast channel can be found on our website at popgoestheculture.com. Just use that link to get in. Um, there, there is everything now is password protected because it's not open to the public. So, uh, we'll make sure, I mean, that information's right there as well. Um, so you can join us for that. That again is on Sunday, November the 22nd. We'll do a survivor series watch party uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. We've done those in the past we've been doing those since I think mania was our first one this year. And, uh, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun, getting a lot of folks in there and, uh, a lot of drinking and a lot of shit talking. So it's a good time. (laughs) Darius, tell us a little bit about, so Derek, you are the two-time 
Branson comedian of the year, uh, knocking off uh, Yakov for the second time. Um, That's right. Tell us a little bit. How did you get started in comedy? Was that something you were always drawn to, or is that how did how did this come together for you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, I've always kind of been real uh, theatrical and stuff. I did I did theater and stuff when I was in school, uh, college. Got out of college and joined uh, a theater in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that I was with for eight and a half years. Um, it was a murder mystery type theater. Right. And uh, that's kind of where I kind of honed my craft. And then I started doing stand-up about 10 years ago. Uh, it'll be 10 years ago uh, next year, as a matter of fact. So I started doing stand-up and uh, was touring the country uh, for the last several years and then found uh, the Dolly Parton Stampede in Branson. They were looking for a comedian and uh, auditioned for that and then moved up here, moved to Branson in 2018. And this is my third season with the Stampede. And, uh, and yeah, so I play, uh, if you've ever seen the show, I play the role of Skeeter. Um, and so Skeeter is actually the two time, uh, <laughs> comedian of the year. And, uh, now I'm, now I'm actually hosting the show. I'm actually the master of ceremonies. Oh, cool. That's very nice. So out of the yeah. three, out of the three years, you've been, you've won the award for comedian of the year twice. That's not, yes. a ba- that's not yes. a bad track record. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Skeeter had never been nominated for it until I started playing the part, so that's pretty cool too. That, that absolutely is very good. Well, I know the holiday season's coming up. It's a, it's like a second season, the counter season for Branson. What do you guys have coming yeah. up at the Stampede uh, this holiday season? Yeah, we actually last Thursday opened up our Christmas show. Right. So, uh, so we are we are knee deep in Christmas right now, man. Uh, we're doing. Uh, I mean, we're doing anywhere from one to five shows every day. So uh, you can go to dpstampede.com for more information on that. But uh, yeah, from now until I think January the 2nd, uh, we'll be doing Christmas shows pretty much uh, five to six days a week. Now, does that still allow you time kind of in the down seasons to, to do stand up and kind of take it out, hit the road oh. again? Or Yeah, yeah. So the Stampede has been very generous to me um, when... When we're in a slow part of the year, like early, you know, March to April, or even like late August to right around this time of the year in October, um, if I have some some tour dates come up, they'll let me do that. And then, of course, as you know, Branson shuts down from January to March. Right. Uh, so I'm on the road most of the time. I'm on the road uh, that entire loop um, from 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 the off season. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, you know, it's, it's great to, it's great to have a, a job that's consistent where you're not having to hustle all the time, but then it's also fun to get back on the road and try out new stuff and, uh, get to meet new people. So right on. Well, where can folks uh, find you and follow you online if they're interested in uh, checking out, you know, like I said, once you, once you wrap the season and you get to January or something, uh, where can folks find you and follow you and kind of see where you're going to be and what you got coming up? Yeah, everything's at Derek Zoo, so it's D E R I K Z O O, and I'm on everything, man: Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. If you're nasty, um, <laughs> I'm I'm there, and uh, try to try to have a uh, try to have a, a, a appearance. I don't know what the word I'm trying to say. Trying to have a presence. That's what I'm trying to say on all the social networks. And then I've got a website too, DerekZoo.com, where uh, I do a lot of blogs and there's some stand up videos on there too. If you want to check those out. Right on. Well, man, I 
can't tell you how much we appreciate having you on. We're going to do this again sometime when you're available because um, it's a lot of fun. We, we have a good time doing the show and uh, we love bringing folks in and especially local talent that is uh, that's, that's moving the bar, moving the needle, making an impact. And absolutely, as an award winner, uh, a prestigious you know, major award winner, uh, we, we certainly uh, want to, when we can, you know, shine a spotlight on uh, the work that you're doing. So thanks for joining us tonight, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, anytime. I'd love to come back. Sounds great. Well, I'm going to say thanks to Kenny. Thanks to Hawk. Thanks to Derek for joining us this week. Thanks to everybody listening to the podcast, wherever you are. Um, again, we're still on break, technically. Uh, we're not back to the normal shows. That'll start up again the first week of January. Uh, but we'll, we'll find some more reasons to get together and do some shows between now and the end of the year. So you can find out all of that information. You'll know when that's coming up by following us online again at pgtc podcast or at pop goes the culture.com uh wherever you are wherever you're listening uh we certainly appreciate you doing so hawk what do you guys have going on over at fanatics and the fan we are gearing up to try to pull off uh as everybody knows every every event ever made this year has has gone by the wayside right and fanatics and the fan is still trying to figure out a way to pull off us in a socially distant way uh so stay tuned for information about that. It might or might not work. Uh, of course, we've got more Meet the Fanatic uh, stuff coming up. Uh, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, we do miss you guys. 2020 has sucked. And I still blame Kenny's beard for all of this. Kenny, oh, Kenny's beard God. didn't start till after 2020. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fairness, it didn't start till like April or May. So. <laughs> That's a lockdown beard. That's a beard, if you're beard man. That is. Lady might tell you different. That's a lockdown beard right there. Well, where can <laughs> folks find Fanatics and the Fan again, Hawk? Fanatics and the Fan, you can find us, of course, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. You just by searching Fanatics and the Fan. All kinds of great, nerdy, fantastic stuff, most of which Joy has been involved in helping make. Uh, a lot of great stuff happening. Uh, 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 we miss you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> Hawk, did you just um, lose? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I lost it, Mario, but I did not lose the Survivor Series because the Brothers of Pain are always going to win. Yeah, you lost. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, right on, guys. We appreciate everybody being around, everybody listening, everybody uh, having a good time with us. Have a safe and happy uh, holiday, Thanksgiving, whatever you've got going on. Be sure to catch us again when we do that watch party on November twenty second. Until next time, whenever that might be, for Kenny, for Hawk, and for Derek, again, my name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Be safe, be healthy, be happy. We'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Peace. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.